Welcome to this week's Priority Now podcast, encouraging women to become better disciples of Jesus. Every week we hear from women just like us that are being intentional to know Jesus more and to make Him known. Here's your host, Carmen Halsey. Hi, ladies, and welcome to this week's Priority Now podcast. Today, I have with me a friend of mine and a friend of some of yours, uh, Miss Sheila Kenny. Sheila, good morning, and thank you for being with us. You're welcome. Thank you for having me, Carmen. Um, ladies, I've known Sheila for a little while, you know, for a few years, but not as well as some people know Sheila. And I want I want to change that um, because Sheila, Sheila has, uh, I'm going to say a lot of similarities to my life. More importantly, I think a lot of similarities to some of your lives listening in. And, and Sheila, we always say on this that we're just ordinary women, you know, walking our walk, but we have this extraordinary God. And I believe that um, we share our stories with each other and it can affirm us and confirm some things in our life. But more importantly, just remind us that, you know, God doesn't ever have us on this journey alone. That's right. Well, Sheila, let's start out like I typically do. Tell the women a little bit about Sheila. Who, who is Sheila? And if you don't mind, share, share a little bit about some of the, some of the life that you've lived. At, and you're not, you're not old. So share, share some life so that they can see some of these big rocks that God is gifted you with? Sure. Well, Carmen, I'm a 56-year-old grandmother of eight, and that is currently just a lot of fun in my life. They bring a lot of joy to me. I have three children, three grown and married children, and they've, of course, given me those grandchildren. I was widowed in 2011, and prior to that, had just raised my children <laughs> uh, alongside my husband who supported us, protected us, and uh, grew in Christ before our eyes. He um, was um, baptized into a church and at a young age, but about, I would say, three years prior to his death. He really got to digging into the Word of God and told many people that it just came alive to him. And he began to see that his life was was not what it was meant to be and not, not the outward signs, but the inward heart actions and, and thoughts in his mind. And he, um, he the Lord just transformed him really amazing way before our eyes. And that had a huge impact on me. Um, I had been saved as a, as a young child, and I do believe that I was, but watching him grow and uh, seeing how Christ transformed him just really made a huge difference to me and how the faith that I had in the Lord to watch him do that in my husband. My, I had one child in who had just gone to college to Southern Seminary. I had a a son who was uh, married and about to graduate from college. He was a few months short of that. He was planning to come back and work in our business. And they were, he and his wife were building a home. And I had an older daughter who was married and living back in Fairfield, hoping to build a home soon. Uh, she was also working for us in this, in this family business that we, that my husband had started and Bob was, um, he was helping my son with their home, and he, he had a heart attack and um, was gone in a matter of moments, and my life changed for certain. Sheila, I'm trying to do the math. Obviously, you were a young widow, yes. so 46, 46 47. Yeah. So okay. it'll be 10 years in, in November this year. 
I am sorry. I'm sorry. Sheila, just a couple of things you said that I want to unpack for our listeners, just to just to put it in context, because my goal, my goal with you today, Sheila, is for you to be able to share how God has used some of the sufferings, you know, and some of the hardships in your life to truly bring out this authentic intimacy with with your relationship with Jesus, you know, this person, this person of Jesus. So a couple of things you said, you said, um, you know, you had you had accepted Christ. You you felt that was real. But watching your husband about three years before he had his heart attack, um, you you watched him dig into God's word. You know, really wanting to go deeper. And so I'm hearing you say he role modeled something for you. You know, I think of how that husband, you know, spiritually leads a house. Good man, protector, provider. You know, just loved his family. But the change that happened when he truly became, and I'm not even going to say a believer because he was a believer, but when he truly became a disciple of Jesus, you know, leaning, leaning in, share, share a little bit more with the ladies, a little bit more tangible. What, what did that look like? What do you meant? It made a difference. How to make a difference in your family and in your marriage and in your business. So Bob had, um, gosh, that's, that's a lot of different (laughs) as as a father, Bob was, he felt his, his number one goal was to provide for us and protect us. And that he did. And he did that, had always done that well. But he began to be more interested in sharing Christ with us. Now, he, he'd always been a fun guy to be around. Like when we go on vacations, he was the life. He was the idea person and, and just playing around the house. He was always a lot of fun. But he often let his his work fill his mind while he was here. And sometimes when he was here, he was not fully present. And just the desire to share what he was learning in God's word, that alone changed that. Because he felt every moment that he was with us, he needed to show us Christ. He needed to share that with us. And, and he was excited about it. And he would talk about um, things in the Old Testament like, they happened yesterday because he read about them yesterday. And just seeing that, just that alone made him more present with us. Point where honestly, sometimes we would be like, oh boy, we're going to, we got another Bible story coming up. But, you know, looking back on that, we have so much appreciation and love for that mm-hmm. because it wasn't just a story he was telling us. It was, it was a lesson he was trying to share something uh-huh. new that applied to his life, that applied also to our lives. And he, he wasn't he wasn't preachy to us. It was just like, hey, guess what? I saw, you know, this is what I learned. And he would often just share with me how he couldn't wait to be in the presence of Jesus. And he said, it oh, doesn't mean I, I want to leave you. I love you. I right. want to take you with me. But I, I just, I'm lo- so looking forward to it. And he would come out of out of the Old Testament reading about Moses being in front of the burning bush or, or being hidden in the rock and and he just he said I just I can't wait to imagine what that's going to be like mm. and it, and we really felt that 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 uh, was true you know he really did that's good that's good uh-huh. you know Sheila I was talking to um a young a young woman that's walking through a hard season of life right now and I was speaking into her last night or or just really speaking with her, not into her. And I was telling her, I said, you know, if I've learned anything at 55 years old, the importance of pausing and looking back a little bit, you know, we can't live in the past, but pausing, looking back, because it's, it's often, I've learned it's in the looking back. I often don't see God in the present. 
but I can look back and so clearly see his hand, which brings me confidence to walk today, right? To live in the present, but also to face tomorrow that, you know, knowing he'll never leave me. He'll never, he'll never forsake me. So what, what a gift, what a gift is your husband led that way. And in looking back, you can see the tenderness and, and, you know, I'm not going to speak for God and I didn't live your life, but you can see the tenderness of how God laid that from that husband who was that protector provider, loved his family, laid that foundation for you guys as some of those, those, I call them memory stones or milestones. Right. Absolutely. That's good. That's good. Well, Sheila, you also talked about the family business, right? And you've got two of the children that were involved in the family business or one was, one was coming home. And I understand you're still running the family business. So can you tell us a little bit about, you know, you don't have, tell us a little bit about what that business is and what does it look like for you to still be involved in that, in that business today, 10 years after losing your husband? Well, it looks like a lot of feeling my way in the dark, <laughs> uh, some, some mistakes, but a lot of lessons, absolutely a lot of good lessons. The business, my husband was a, um, he had a degree in geology. And so um, he, after a, a, a job or two, when we were young uh, in different areas, he ended up in the, in the petroleum industry. He's a petroleum geologist and worked for some some good employers here in in Fairfield, and then ultimately decided to to go out on his own, just to have the the freedom of uh, making his own decisions, of being a little more in control of his time. Although, when you own a business, you find out quickly that you're really not all that in control of your time. You can trust it a little bit. But. <laughs> You kind of live it twenty four seven, and uh, so he. We actually started. He started drilling some oil wells in in Southwest Kansas, and did that through some uh, working relationships that he had with people in that area. And initially, I was working for a, a CPA in Fairfield as an accountant, and I had planned to just take care of his books and things part-time in the evenings just to see how things went when he went out on his own. And it quickly became evident that I, I was going to need to do that full-time. And and so I, I had to leave my job in, in public accounting and, and come to work for my husband, which I was happy to do. I, it was a, a job that I enjoyed, but um, I, I was wanted nothing more than to, to be with Bob and help him with his business. And so that's what I did. And I, I knew about zero <laughs> about the oil business, honestly, when we started. And I had to learn the accounting of it. I had to learn terminology. I The only thing I knew was that I had helped Bob learned to identify some rocks when he was in high in college. <laughs> we, we would we would study together, and that's 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 the extent of my knowledge in geology for certain. And uh, so I just I, I learned I learned the accounting. I learned a little bit about the legal um, things going on, the regulations. Those are the kinds of things that Bob didn't always have time to take care of. Although he he still was the uh, certainly the the decision maker, the one who um, got projects going, he was the project manager. Mm -hmm. And um, I just told, I just did what he told me to do. And so um, my son um, has a degree in ge geology and was completing that when he, when his father passed away, he was planning to come and work. And my daughter, Lindsay is an accountant and she was going to work too, because the business grew really quickly. Um, and we had a lot of work to do. So we were 
uh, thankful to have them coming back. My father had also been working part-time for us for about three or four years, maybe, can't remember exactly, when when Bob passed away, um, just, just to help me out on some of the just data entry and, and paying bills and running errands, and he was mostly retired at the time, but he wanted something to do and we needed a little help and I knew that my mm-hmm. dad was a, a detail person so um, he was working for us too that that's that's what we do and you're still doing it I'm I'm still doing it the the major change in the business is that we're not looking for new we haven't been doing exploration because my husband was the the geologist with the experience and uh-huh. we've just been operating the wells that we that we do have my son ultimately, um, decided that he needed to go get some experience on his own because he didn't have his dad here to train him at all. Sure, That's what he's doing right now. Uh-huh. Uh, I'm just intrigued by that because I think there's a lot of women that can start to resonate with your story. I can resonate on so many counts with your story and find myself wanting to lean in. And and I, ladies, if you're listening, I told Sheila before we got started, I said, Sheila, I may just want to have a conversation with you more personally right now um, than, than maybe the podcast, but I'm going to use the podcast as the, as the platform. But a lot of you ladies listen, you do own a business or you're part of a family business. Or if I can say you, you work for a smaller business, what we call a mom pop, you know, maybe a midsize. And so you're finding yourself in some of those lead chairs of those businesses and those are platforms that you know for for influence as you get to um i I say they're pulpits a lot of times that marketplace where god puts us out so that we could interact with people and and i believe we need to be intentional about it and sheila that's where i appreciate you um sharing a little bit about that to set the stage somebody might say that you were dealt a hard hand of cards right and i would say you were given a great gift from God that he could trust you with that gift for something that he wanted to do through you. And so one of the things that kept resonating, Sheila, I knew I had this podcast scheduled, you know, to record and I, and I go back and friend, I hope you can be encouraged with it, but I hope ladies, if some of the rest of you guys are listening, can be encouraged too. gifts. God gives us that brings significant change to our life. He ordered the change. And we don't speak into the change. We accept it and we trust him. But where we come in is managing the transition to the change. How are we going to manage the transition? And that comes with our relationships with Jesus, ladies, as believers. I can't imagine somebody that doesn't yet have that relationship with Jesus, you know, that doesn't have the Holy Spirit in them, walking it with them, because it's hard, but let alone if you're doing it on your own. But again, Sheila, that's where I believe God has you. He's, He's using your story. Not only are you learning to abide in a different way, but he's using your story. And as he puts you out there, you are light and you are salt. And those things can't not be effective wherever he puts you. And so to say that God entrusted you with something, I'm watching somebody that's transitioned well. And I hope you're encouraged by that, Sheila. You've transitioned well to a change that God brought to your life because obviously it was part of him advancing his kingdom mission and you're that vessel. Doesn't make it fun, (laughs) doesn't make it easy. And and Sheila, that's where I want you to pivot a little bit because I wish I'd captured some of our conversation before we actually started the, the recording. That's where I want you to talk about, share with the lady some of what you were sharing with me. What makes it easier at times? What makes it harder at times? But how important is it for you to cling to that vine? <laughs> you know, you being the branch, him the, him, the, him the vine, the most important thing. 
It's crucial, Carmen, since Bob's passing, even before that, but especially intensely since his passing. We've been, as you mentioned, through some hard times. Each one of my children have gone through a really difficult period in their life. Our business has been through its ups and downs, absolutely, just within the confines of our of our office, but also just nationally and on a global basis. Our industry has had some really tough times. There have been highs and there have been lows, and knowing what to do in each of those times is different. And I, as I mentioned before, I didn't know anything about this business, and I've made mistakes, both with my children and with my business, with my parents. My parents have had health problems. Sometimes I've tried to intervene more than I should. Sometimes I've not enough, but clinging to Jesus and clinging to his word is 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 absolutely crucial. When I'm usually, I usually, unfortunately and sadly, I say that it's usually at my lowest point that I remember that. I wish I were always there daily and that if I if I am daily, the pressure that I feel is so mm-hmm. much lifted. Um, mm-hmm. God's word, he just, he tells me every day that, that he loves me and that he's doing what's going to bring him glory. And that's ultimately what's going to bring me good if I'm loving him and, and truly believe that he did mm-hmm. what he did and I do and I just, but if I'm not in his word, he has to keep reminding me. My memory is very short. And yeah, and I think he tells us that, you know, Sheila, so many times, you know, we're prone to wonder and we have to know that, you know, we're not him. We're prone to wonder. And in um, a book I'm reading right now, um, Christina Kane, um, I forget the name of it, but basically it's talking about how, oh, how did I get here? And it talks about drifting, how we spiritually can drift and we can be doing everything right and still drift. You know, just kind of get our eye off him just the slightest amount and still doing our Bible study, doing our prayer time, going to church, doing all those things. And we can find ourselves drifted. The importance of that pausing, you know, stopping sometimes to do a quick assessment. Where am I? You know, if I'm out, you know, if I'm out on the ocean, you know, if I'm out on the lake or whatever, um, can I still see my marker? You know, have I drifted? Am I still am I still on course? Because it can happen so quick, even when we're doing showing up and doing all the right things. Yes. Yeah, that's so true. Yeah, I can resonate with you when you talk about, you know, I'm doing my Bible study. I'm going to church. I'm doing all the right things. But but am I really listening? Am I like Mm. am I just getting through that Bible study? Am I just Mm -hmm. taking those notes or making that outline for my Sunday school class? You know, or, yeah. or am I really listening to what God is saying and reminding me who he is and what he has me here for, which is it's not to grow a big oil company or make my children the most perfect adults ever. It, mm-hmm. it, it's to bring him glory in whatever way that is. Amen. Amen. That's good. That's good. That's good. Ladies, I'm going to um, I'm going to share something that's just coming to mind through my conversation with Sheila. Um, and and you hear us say this all the time that we're not meant to walk this journey alone. And um, I'm giving you an example of why today 
I've told you, very open and transparent, I wanted to talk to Sheila. Sheila's on a, um, a similar journey, or I'm on a similar journey as Sheila. She's, she's a few steps ahead of me, and I've got some very specific questions that I want to ask a trusted friend. And I may not ask them all publicly on this podcast, but there's a reason that I connect. And, and God allows us to be with other sisters who are grounded, who are seeking Him with everything in them, not doing it perfect, like what Sheila said. You know, we're going to make mistakes. But we're willing to be community, and that's what God intends, so that we can do this life together, support each other, learn from each other. So remember, if you're not connected to the community, get connected with us. You can find us on, um, go, to, go to our webpage and check us out at ibsa.org backslash women. You can follow us on Facebook at Illinois Baptist Women or follow us on Instagram at, at Illinois Baptist Women. But I can't say enough, get connected to the, you know, to the community so that it is that reminder when you just need to, you just need to reach out and remember God's put somebody there to to walk alongside you and bring and bring support to you. Sheila, what would you speak into the ladies? If if you just had open rain here and you do, how could you speak in and encourage somebody that would be listening to us today? Well, for someone who's grieving, I I don't have magical words. It's just hard and you know that Carmen. But the Lord is there. He is He's there in His Word and He's there people that he puts in your life. He's there in a local church. If, you, if you'll be a part of it, he, he's there in the middle of the night when you're afraid of that noise outside. Or, you know, he's there when things are broken and you don't know who to call to fix them. I'm just, I just have been amazed at how he brings the resources I need through the people that love me, through the people I love. And it's, but it's still all a result of of my relationship with him. And I think that if you will just remember that, that he loves you and he's, he will not forsake you. He won't leave you as he promises in his word. Amen. But it's so important to pause and look back to be reminded that God has never left you. He's never forsaken you, nor will he, nor will he, which is the importance of abiding. And, and to be able to assess, are you drifting? And ladies, if I can just be honest and speak in love, this is part of being in the community. Some of you may be drifting. Some of you may have lost your way. Some of you, maybe it's been a while that you've not stopped. You've not took that chance to reflect or to look around you. And I would urge you, if that's you, Carve that time out soon, very soon to do that. Carve that time out. Are you still talking to God? Are you listening? Have you grown numb, cold? You know, um, do you still care about other people? What are some of those things to know if you've drifted or 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 not? And then some of you may be well aware you've drifted and you're trying to find your way back. You know, again, abide, you know, run to God, get into that word, be honest and open with God. And if there's something we can do, reach out to us. Let us help hold your hand and and walk you on that journey. Or what I say, pull you back into shore, right? Pull you back into shore. And then we'll make sure that that chain is as linked tight, that you don't drift off again. But here's the reality, ladies, we're prone to and we're going to which means we've got to we've got to build those stop checks into our life on a regular basis. Sheila, thank you so much for being with us today. Well, thank you, Carmen. It was a pleasure to to talk to you. Well, this this has been a treat, and I'm sure this conversation is going to continue just a little bit offline, Sheila. So, so I want I I do I'm intrigued. I want to learn more about the specific things that God is doing in your life. But this is an example of you you took gifts God give you, even the hard stuff, right? And you leveraged them for the benefit of all of us. And I'm grateful for that. And I'm going to speak for the ladies listening. We say thank you. All right, ladies. 
Thank you so much for joining us. If you heard something here today that that was intriguing or you're thinking, man, I'd just like to hear more and you need somebody to help you take that next step, that's what we're here for. Not to tell you your next step, but to help you find it and to help you take that step forward. So if you're, um, again, get connected, but specifically reach out. Our contact information will be in the episode notes because that's what we're here for to do this journey with you. And I'm going to ask you to have a great rest of your Friday and I'll see you again here next week on the Priority Now podcast. You've been listening to the Priority Now podcast with host Carmen Halsey. Resources mentioned today are listed in the episode notes in the podcast app. Stay connected with us through social media and our website, ibsa.org slash women.